So like many of us, we live in Alaska for the outdoor adventures it affords us, out in the wild areas and the mountains. Um, and partaking in these adventures obviously comes with some risk and potential hazards, but we try to mitigate those. Sometimes we survive them by just dumb luck. And for those of us that are parents, um, adds another risk, uh, element of risk when we're out in wild areas with our kids. So this story is about my four-year-old son, when he was four years old, uh, Willem, along with my former wife, Laura, and a buddy of mine, Bill. And we loaded up two sea kayaks on the beach in Valdez and stuffed the kid in the big cockpit of the double boat, paddled 10 miles out into Prince William Sound into Chute Bay, and spent the day exploring the bay and the Tidewater Glacier, and then started to look for a campsite for the night. And so we landed on a beach about a quarter mile away from the face of the glacier and found a good site. We unloaded the boats and moved the boats and all the gear up off uh, from the water's edge because we didn't want a wave from the calving glacier to come over and get our gear wet and wash it away on us. But it was late in the day, and so Laura and Bill decided it was time to get dinner going, which was easier to do down by the water. So they started unpacking the stove and the food and getting all the gear ready for dinner while I busied myself hauling the gear inland to a campsite we picked out. And after I made about three loads up to uh, the campsite with Willem just playing on the beach and climbing on boulders and playing in the sand, I turned as I heard the glacier start to calve behind me. And it was a spectacular sight to see that glacier calve from one side of the bay all the way across the face of that glacier, a third of a mile long. And then it calved back the other way. And then the other way and back and forth and back and forth. The glacier just kept calving into Shoop Bay. It was a major surge of Shoop Glacier into the bay and like a loaf of sliced bread, the glacier just kept peeling and peeling and peeling. The sound and the noise was deafening as house and vehicle-sized chunks of ice were crashing into the bay and then themselves rolling and breaking into smaller and smaller icebergs. It was like thunder and gunshots all going off at the same time. Spray going hundreds of feet into the air, forming a double rainbow. It was a spectacular scene to see. However, I knew the short distance we moved the boats and the gear was not going to be enough. So I immediately started running as fast as I could down to the gear, shouting to Bill and Laura, the gear, the gear, but of course they couldn't hear me because the noise was so deafening. Finally, they realized what I was doing and they came over and we frantically started throwing all the loose gear into the hatches and the cockpit of the boat. And I kept looking out into the bay waiting for that wave to come, which was probably going to dump up on the beach and wash our gear and get stuff wet. Call the splash wave. And I kept looking for that splash wave, but it never came. Something else did. I knew we were in trouble when I saw the waterline recede out into the bay about 50 feet. There was a mini tsunami coming from the displacement of the ice. Just like when you slide into the bathtub, the entire basin of Shoot Bay was sloshing towards us. And at lightning speed, a head-high wall of water came barreling over the top of the three of us tumbling us head over heels, smashing us into the rocks, into the beach. This was a situation for survival. We were struggling to stay on top, to breathe. At one point, I came to the surface. I got hit in the head with one of the boats, and Laura screamed out. And when I heard her scream, it took me out of that survival bubble that I was in trying to save my own skin, and I remembered the rest of the members of our party. And that's when it hit me, is where's the kid? 
And the feeling of helplessness and fear was so overwhelming at that point. I started screaming out, Willem, Willem. Of course, I couldn't move. I was at the mercy of this wave being dragged up the beach. Finally, I could see Willem out in front of the wave, running as fast as his four-year-old legs would take him, away from the wave, carrying his little snack bag that he had been eating out of. <laughs> but he wasn't running fast enough. The wave was gaining on him, and I knew it was going to overtake him uh, at this rate. All I wanted to do was to get out of that water and go save my kid, and now I'm anger and the adrenaline and the frustration is overwhelming me. And I knew if that wave had hit him, it was not going to be survivable. Either he'd drown or the ragdoll trauma of getting smashed around was going to kill him. And it was the worst feeling in the world to see your kid about ready to get hit by this wave. This wave eventually went 350 feet inland. That's a football field plus the end zones. Fortunately, as the wave reached its maximum inland extent, it was decreasing in magnitude, in size, and velocity to the point where finally I could touch the ground and then where I could actually get footing, control what was happening to me, start to move through that water, start to run through that water, finally get up there, grab my kid, and get him out of harm's way. He was so proud of himself as he showed off that bag of snacks <laughs> that he saved it from that wave that was trying to get him. So we ended up camping that night well inland from the water's edge. And although we were banged up, we were bruised, we were bloodied, clothes were torn, some gear was lost and damaged, we were relatively okay. Nothing broken, no concussions, kid didn't get hit. And as we sat there that night watching the beauty of the bay and just taking in the scene, and as Willem slept in the tent nearby, listening to his breathing, it made us feel really lucky and realize just how close we had come to getting severely injured, but how close we also came to losing our son. And what saved us was just dumb luck. Now my son Willem's approaching 17 years of age now, and he's got a few broken bones in his background, some scars and stitches to show off all these adventures that we've been on. And now that he's taller than I am, it's gonna be him that's dragging me out onto these wilderness adventures. And Willem, the only thing I ask is if you kill me out there, please make sure it's doing something fun. I love you, buddy. <laughs>